So, Paul said, you know, stop all the division. Right? We want to be unified, he said. And yet, we see in another part of the gospel where Jesus said, you think I've come for peace? No division. Okay, Father against Son. You know what I'm talking about, the, the, that reading. Uh, house will be divided against house. Brother, brother. Yeah, so what are we talking about here? Well, there will always be people who will oppose God, right? So they will oppose truth. They'll oppose goodness. They'll even oppose beauty. So what did I just do? I, truth, goodness, and beauty. Those are actually the transcendentals, they're called. What's a transcendental? A transcendental refers to something that exists beyond the time, space, matter, world. It is a universal reality that extends beyond our everyday sensory experience and is thus considered non-physical, immaterial, conceptual, or even spiritual. See, these identify who God is. God is... Well, all truth is God's truth. All goodness is God's goodness. All beauty is God's beauty. So where do we find unity? Right? Well, you know what we are? We're seekers. Searchers. We're strivers. You see, we'll never totally understand all of truth lays hold, but I don't know about you, but when I discover a new way of looking at things, a depth to my understanding of the way life is, the way God is, the way we're called to live, it's exciting. It's like finding a hidden treasure and go, ooh, ooh look what we found. It's the same with goodness. It, uh, more and more ways to understand how we can be better people how we can be more selfless and, and more engaged in our generosity and help for other people. How we can light up each other's lives. How we can be good. You, you discover yet another way to do that. And it's exciting. And then beauty, you know, especially sacred beauty. We're thinking about that again today. These gentlemen right here, they're sitting like soldiers in their beautiful vestments, this amazing church, virtually untouched since it was built in 1888. We restored the communion rails. It's beautiful, isn't it? We appreciate beauty. We appreciate nature. To be awestruck by another gaze into the stars, another sunrise or sunset the beauty of each other you know, I always tell men appreciate the most beautiful thing in the world Re revere it it's women beauty God's creative hand it's amazing and we, and we just we gotta allow ourselves again to be struck surprised even by it but what does that make us we unify on the road that leads toward greater understanding of truth, greater ways of understanding how to be good, greater ways of appreciating the beauty of God's creative hand. We're, 
we, we can't get enough. I've said, you've heard me say it before, but I, you know, the, the, the problem with catechesis over the years isn't so much that it was poorly taught, but we weren't instilling that sense of awe and wonder that, that made people want to search for more truth, want to search for more goodness, more beauty. Do you see a hunger? Where was the hunger for the more? The hunger for the more, right? Sometimes I get frustrated when you know, I read one of Jesus' parables. I want to say, will you just tell, clearly tell us? <laughs> you know? Instead of having us put the pieces to the puzzle together, try to figure this out, but you know what he's doing there. And what has always been done is we're being formed to be people who search, who seek, who strive to become the best versions of ourselves that we could possibly be. We don't have things just handed to us on a platter. We have to get on the road and strive toward them and let life be that classroom that it's meant to be. Do you see? This is where we are unified. This is, we want truth. No, no, that's a lie. No, we're staying on the road to truth. The world always whispered in our ears, right? The lies. This is a new kind of truth. No, it's not. That's not truth. We want to know it deep, more deeply. You know, you abuse people and oppress people, and that's the new way. No, it's not. That's not the new normal. No, we're good to each other. Let's take churches like this and turn them into conference centers. No! No. God is due beauty, but it also quickens our spirit, keeps that spiritual heart pumping. We're alive. You come into a church like this and your voice goes like that. Because the sacred beauty within reminds us oh, yeah, this is God's house, it's his temple, it's his church. God is present here. And that's amazing. Do you see? This is where you and I are unified. A line from uh, Robert Browning poem said, A man's reach should exceed his grasp, or what's heaven for? God is a perfect dad. He's not raising spoiled children who just get what they want. You work for it. You strive for it. You become better. You perfect yourself. Lombardi will never be perfect, but if we chase perfection, we'll catch excellence. That's what Abba, Father, Daddy, Papo, our Father in Heaven, is bringing out of all of us. That's where we're unified. No division. Yeah, if a brother is struggling, we help him. We don't look down our nose and say, I'm better than you. Because that's what goodness calls for. 
Do you see? At once, Peter, Andrew, James, John, they left everything and followed him. Why? Because their heart was quickened. And they said, yes, I want to be on that road. The road less traveled, right? The narrow road, unfortunately. But the road that brings all meaning and purpose to life. The people who dwelt in darkness have seen a great light. Isaiah said in the first reading, that's what they saw. I think all of us can recall that initial ex conversion experience in our heart where all at once we went, oh, oh boy, I'm over here in the land of gloom, of lies, falsehoods. I want to be on the road to truth, goodness, and beauty. I want to discover that joy of striving to head closer and closer to the light. I want to follow the Lord. That's where we're unified. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.